right, let's welcome Pastor Joe as he brings forth the message. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. I have a message prepared, um, but I felt like the Holy Spirit kind of nudged me in a different direction about an hour and a half ago. Can I ask everybody a favor to please move up? Please move up. When it's scattered like this, it really affects the atmosphere. Can you please move up? Fill in the seats in the front here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I won't bite. I promise I won't bite. Thank you for being so cooperative. Wow, this is a first. Somebody take a picture of this. <laughs> Did you guys move these lights? Yes or no? Did you guys move these lights? Because they seem different. I saw it yesterday morning in the Bible study, the men's Bible study, early in the morning. I was like, I felt like Saul on the road to Damascus. <laughs> and I have transitional glasses on, so if they start turning dark, <laughs> how many know about those transitional glasses, right? If they sneak up on you, walk inside the house, you're like, I walked in the sanctuary one time a while ago, and I said, how come it's so dark in here? They went, your glasses. So, I have a message. I promise you it's in here. But let's see where this goes. All right? We good? I guess we should pray first, right? Father, thank you for tonight, Lord God. I thank you that you're honoring the sacrifice of these people that took time out to come here tonight. Father, I thank you that you honor our faith as we get into the word. Uh, trusting you to lead us and to direct us. And thank you for the Holy Spirit, who's our teacher. And we welcome, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Um, come and steer us and direct us in the path that we should go. Father, I pray that whatever happens tonight would affect us in a very positive way, making impartations into our hearts and our souls, our spirits, by your spirit, Father, and by the power of the word of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me check something out. I want to look at something in 1 Corinthians. Um, somebody just yawn. It's been a long day. Please don't do that. I'm kidding. First Corinthians chapter 12. Um, if you have your Bible, can you go there? Uh, I apologize to whoever's in the sound booth there. First Corinthians, Pam, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're gonna, I'm going to start in verse, um, verse 1. We're okay if we just go through the scripture, not just. Is it okay that we go through the scriptures tonight? Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, we know that the Apostle Paul wrote this, right? right? We also know if you're a Bible student, or you can go check this out for yourself if you don't know this, what we call 1 Corinthians is really 2 Corinthians. 
what we call 2 Corinthians is really the fourth letter that Paul wrote because these letters are written in response to letters that they received back and forth. And so this is a response to um, the first letter that Paul wrote. Amen? Amen. So the church in Corinth was very, very active in the supernatural, very, very active in operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so, but, you know, anytime there's supernatural, there's also the danger of somebody getting wacky and getting flaky. Amen? Amen. And so Paul writes to try to give them some direction and some advice on how to conduct themselves when the church would come together and assemble themselves. So chapter 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts. Now who's got, a, who's got an actual Bible here? Uh, is the word gift italicized? Yes. Yes. It's because that wasn't there to begin with. So it really reads this way. Now concerning spirituals, or we would say it this way, things of the spirit, concerning the spirit. I do not want you to be ignorant. Now, who's writing this on paper? Paul. But who's really dictating this? The Holy Spirit. So we could say it this way, that the Holy Spirit doesn't want us to be ignorant when it comes or as it pertains to spiritual things. Okay, that's extremely important. Why? Because today we live in a society that's very um, taken up with spiritual things. Some of you may have friends that consider, well, if you say, well, do you believe in God? No, I'm a spiritual person. Well, that's the problem because we don't know what spirit you're of, okay? Because there's many spirits that affect people on this earth. Not all of them are good, amen? amen. So he said, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away by these dumb idols. Dumb meaning that they're not active, they're not alive, they can't communicate. Uh, however, you were led. Now, obviously... Corinth is in Greece, amen? amen? And Greece is known for idolatry, mythology, worshiping all kinds of crazy things, okay? And these people in the church obviously came out of that culture. Now he's going to start giving instruction. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. God bless you. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit, okay? You get that? In other words, he's saying, for somebody to declare that Jesus is Lord, the Holy Ghost has to be leading them. For somebody to say Jesus is cursed, it can't be the Holy Spirit. It's got to be an unholy spirit that would prompt an individual. Yes or no? Okay. Um, Verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Now, we could say it this way. There are diversities of manifestations of the Holy Spirit, but there's one Holy Spirit. Okay? And so now we're going to get into these different manifestations. In other words, the different ways that the Holy Spirit would make himself known in, let's say, a church service like this, or wherever a group of believers has gathered together. Because Jesus said, wherever two or three gather in my name, there I am in the midst. Okay? Verse 5, there are different, there's differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works. Remember that. That's extremely important. Who works what? All. All what? All the different manifestations in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. In other words, 
whatever gifting that you may have that you may operate in that the Holy Spirit has deposited in you, it's really not for you. It's for the benefit of the others, of the body of Christ. Amen? Now, God bless you again. Now he's going to start mentioning the different manifestations. Now, this is not the fruit of the Spirit. These are the gifts of the Spirit. Okay, don't mix them up. Okay? And basically, uh, we're not going to go into this tonight, but basically these are the gifts that are imparted to individuals after they have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the door into the supernatural activity of the Holy Spirit. Amen? For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another by the same uh, to another faith by the same Spirit. Now that's not the faith that you get born again with. This is some translations put special faith. This is a faith that comes down out of heaven upon you. It's not something you really can believe for. It's something that God drops on you. Amen. Okay. Now let's let's put it this way: raising the dead. Would, would require this gift of faith in operation, along with a couple of other gifts that we'll get to in a little while. Where was it? One is given the word of wisdom. That's supernatural. A supernatural knowing from God about a particular situation in somebody's life. The word of knowledge, kind of the same thing. One's about the future. Another one is about present. To another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healings. Now, you would have to have the gifts of healings and the special faith in operation, and the working of miracles in order to raise the dead. Okay? Amen? So, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy. That's where I want to get to. I'll read through this and we'll come back to that. To another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits. Okay? Now, that's not just seeing devils. There's a lot of people, oh, I saw a demon, and I saw a demon in this person, I saw a demon in that person. Now, if you are operating in discerning of spirits, you're going to see both the angelic realm as well as the demonic realm. Yep. If you've got somebody that's always seen, seeing demons, pray for them. Okay? All right. To another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, but the one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Okay, so there's no believer that has experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, honestly, there's no believer that doesn't receive something. Everyone receives something. Some people have multiple gifts that they operate in. Some people have certain gifts that they will operate in some seasons of life. And then later on, a different season of life, uh, another gift would operate. Okay, now I want to go back to, to another prophecy. Okay, this isn't necessarily talking about, let's say we just got done studying the end times. That's not what it's talking about. What it's talking about here when it refers to prophecy. It is both the ability to hear from God and see something that's going to happen in the future, but it's more so when someone speaks under the influence of the Holy Spirit God bless you again. Why don't you all just sneeze now? <laughs> Get it out of the way. In other words, when a person receives a word from the Lord, it is the operation of this gift of the Holy Spirit where the Holy Ghost will speak to an individual and give a message to the church. 
You got that? Okay. Let me show you, and, and yeah, let, let's do that. Let's go to Revelation, book of Revelation. All the way in the back. I'm just going through this. I didn't plan, I didn't study any of this out. I'm just reading through here. Okay? Is that, is that okay? All right, believe me, I studied enough for the message I came with. Sound like I took the day off, okay? Now, all right, let's start in verse 9. Chapter 1, did I say chapter 1? I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 9. I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. Now, he's not talking about the great tribulation. He's talking about tribulation persecution because he's on this rock out in the Mediterranean because he's persecuted for his beliefs. The Roman emperor of that time, I forget what his name was. I don't know if this was Nero. This is Trajan. Okay. One of those Roman emperors. Uh, church history tells us, and of course it's not in sacred scripture, but church tradition tells us that this one particular emperor wanted to wipe out the last of the apostles, the original apostles of Jesus. And uh, John was arrested in Ephesus, and uh, I don't remember if they took him to Rome, and this happened, I think it did. I think they took him to Rome, and they tried to fry him in a big vat of oil. And he wouldn't fry. He wouldn't fry. There was no damage to his body, and the emperor got so frustrated that he shipped him off to this island, off the coast of Turkey. You can go there today and see the cave that he lived in for the 18 months he was there. He wasn't there a very long time. It was only about 18 months. Uh, but he writes about his experience there on the island. So he's there because of persecution. Amen? Amen. So I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Why? Because he wouldn't deny Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Now, what's the Lord's day? No. 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 If you look it up in the original, the Lord's day is according to what the Lord's day was in the Roman Empire. Okay? It was the day when everyone in the Roman Empire had to burn incense to the emperor. Okay? Go look it up. Rick Renner talks about it at length. And I believe it was on a Thursday. I heard behind me a loud voice of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. What you see, write in a book and send it to the the seven churches. What you see, what you see, write in a book or a scroll and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, uh, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, obviously revelation from God. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet, girded about the chest with a golden band, which which signifies imperial majesty. His head and hair were white like wool and white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. Okay, now, I went to Bible school and sat under a man who Jesus appeared to Eight times? At least seven. At least seven. And when we'd sit there and listen to him talk about it, the hair on your arms would just 
And he said he had an experience with Jesus one time uh, when he was, he was in a church ministering. I'm talking about Brother Kenneth Hagin. He was in a church ministering, had a bunch of people ministering. There was one man in the middle that had extreme migraine headaches. And he stood in front of the man, and the Lord said to him, had previously told him, when there's an evil spirit present, you will feel the fire, the anointing, go from one hand to the other. Um, at that point, you'll speak to that, to that spirit, and it'll release that person. Now, that was a gift that was given to him. I wish we could all operate in that, but the gift was given to him. So he stood in front of the person and had this kind of manifestation happen. And he spoke to the thing, and then the man just turned around back to his seat. Nothing happened. So he said, uh, he called the man back up and again spoke to it. Nothing happened. He said, next thing he knows, Jesus is standing behind this man and said to Brother Hagin, cast this thing out. And Brother Hagin said to Jesus, now, if we were there, we would have heard him talking, but we wouldn't have seen anybody. But Brother Hagin said to Jesus, I did, but it won't go. And Jesus said to him, but I told you. I told you, if you'll speak to it, it'll go. And he said, Lord, I did, but it won't go. And he said, you don't ever want to see Jesus mad. He said, because the next thing he did was, I told you. And he said, the fire came out of his eyes. He said, at that point, he spoke to the thing again, and the thing went. <laughs> and the man got released from all these migrants, never had another migrant headache like that again. He said, I saw the eyes that are flames of fire. His feet were like fine brass refined in a furnace, and his voice was the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven swords, and out of his mouth went the sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Write these things. Now, here it is again. Write these things which you have seen and the things that which are and the things which shall take place after this. And then it goes on to talk about the mystery of the seven stars. But look at verse 1 of chapter 2. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write. Now, we're not going to read through these whole things because seven different messages were given for seven different churches. Now, as far as I know, and as far as I've studied this, whenever most Bible scholars, Bible teachers, would agree that the angel of the church of Ephesus is really the pastor of the church. Now, I'm not standing here saying that I'm an angel. But you see, Man put the word angel in there, but if we go back to the original language, the word angel really could be translated messenger. Messenger, okay? And we can agree that a messenger can be a human being, right? Okay. So we, it would be more correct to read it to the messenger of the church of Ephesus, right? Now, what John received to write down was inspired by the Holy Spirit for that particular church. Now, there's seven different messages, and each message deals with something specific to the church. Now, how many of you realize, and I hope you do, that 
This did not stop when the book of Revelation was finished. That God is still speaking to his church. Are you listening to me? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Whatever we see happen in the New Testament is still going on. Are you understanding this? Because I know I can't just assume that everybody knows what I'm talking about because I don't know what background you came from. Some people have come from denominational backgrounds and said, no, after the last apostles passed off the scene, miracles cease to exist. There's no more baptism in the Holy Spirit. Well, nobody told that to Peter in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost because he said, this which you see is for you and for your children and for your children's children, for as many as the Lord shall call. Let me ask you this question. Has the Lord stopped calling? Absolutely not. So those things are active today uh, if we'll receive them. So I said everything I said to come to this place. I've been holding on to a word of prophecy that was delivered about, I would say, two or three weeks ago. And when it was first given to me, I read it, and it was like, okay. But then something happened this afternoon. How many remember uh, Margie Florent, who was just here this past Friday night? How many of you guys know that on Friday night we have prayer once a month? You need to be here. It's a powerful night. We spend an hour, okay? And let me tell you something. It's like the Holy Ghost is waiting here when we walk in the room. It's a powerful night. You you guys need to come. The next one will be on June 2nd, I believe. First Friday in June, okay? And Margie has agreed to come. She lives in North Jersey, but she comes on that Friday night once a month. She feels very connected to our church, and so she comes. So, so she contacted me this afternoon, and we had a couple of just conversations back and forth, and she shared some stuff, and all of a sudden I felt something stirring. I don't want to be overdramatic. I don't want to be super spiritual, but I realized the things that she was saying, and we weren't talking about tonight. We weren't talking about the service. We wasn't even talking about this. But some of the things she started talking about uh, as far as uh, intercessory prayer, praying on behalf of others, praying, being led by the Holy Spirit, just a conversation, simple conversation back and forth, I felt like, you know what I'm talking about? Something's, something's stirring here. Something, something is stirring in here. And, I, you know, I don't want to miss out. I mean, I'm responsible for what happens here. I'm going to have to stand before Jesus one day, and I don't want him to say, hey, uh, Joe... On Wednesday night, May 17th, uh, my Holy Spirit was trying to deal with you about 4.30 in the afternoon, and you just went and kept sipping your Coke Zero and just went and did your, you know, minding your own business. And I wanted to speak something and impart something into my people. Uh, You understand what I'm saying? I don't want to miss out. So I'm going to go ahead by faith, uh, read this, there's a lot of good stuff in here. I really do believe in my heart that, that this is going to um, meet the needs of certain individuals. Okay? Let's just, you know, let's just read it. Yeah. Amen? You guys listen. I'll read it. Amen. And let's just see where, where the Holy Ghost goes. Again, I, I still have my teaching if, if we have to. The person who delivered this word under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is a young lady named Alana Vasser. I don't know if anybody's heard of her. Um, she's on Facebook. You can, she's from South Australia. I have been following her, her um, uh, content 
for the past couple of years, and um, it seems like she's very accurate. So, here's how it starts out. Now, again, I don't consider this sacred scripture, but I do consider it one of the results of the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit. You understand what I'm saying? This is an inspired word from the Holy Ghost. If it's inspired, uh, and if it's prophecy, uh, we're told in Scripture that uh, prophecy, a word of prophecy, uh, is supposed to bring edification, exhortation, and comfort. Okay. Edification, build you up, exhortation, encouragement, and comfort. Okay? So... Here's how it starts out. Deep rest and clarity. There is a fresh wind blowing. It is a fresh wind of his spirit. It is not only a wind that will bring refreshment, healing, empowerment, and strength, but it is a wind that will bring deep, and deep is capitalized, deep rest, deep, again capitalized, clarity, and a deep stirring of what he is breathing upon. And what's he breathing upon? He's breathing upon his church. Okay? This is her speaking. I had a vision recently where I saw many who were in different seasons. And there's a lot of shaking going on right now. But I noticed that the pressure of their seasons has been, had been pushing on them. So, so on every side, for a long time, I sensed that it still remained for many. There was so much pressure around people's ribs and their chests. You remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how many people were experiencing anxiety and fear and, and that sense of, of a couple of people I remember saying, I feel like I can't breathe sometimes, okay? I heard the Holy Spirit say, many pressures in the season that many of my people have walked through have left them feeling like they have lost their breath. They feel like they have lost their peace. They feel like they have lost their rest. They have been living at a high level of intense pressure, and I am releasing a fresh wind of my spirit that is breaking the pressure, and they shall, and this is capitalized, breathe deeply again. Amen. There is a deep rest that I am bringing to the ones in this hour where their pressure is coming off, and they are moving into a deep time of being at rest in me. There is a deep rest of clarity I am bringing to them. The confusion of the season has almost taken them out. I've been born again for 39 years, and I'll be very honest and transparent with you. I have not seen warfare from the enemy like I have in the past few years. Merciless. There is a deep rest. I'm bringing to those in this hour. I said that already. The confusion of the season has almost taken them out. My fresh wind is blowing away. The depth of the clarity that my fresh wind is bringing will bring about contentment and peace of my heart and my blueprint for their season. There is a joy and a settledness I am releasing into their hearts and the clarity of their season that is silencing the wrestling and bringing a stillness. She goes on to say, treasures in this secret place. And you might remember the teachings that we were involved in back in March. My mighty, fresh, rushing wind is blowing and ushering these ones into deeper, into depths of worship 
an encounter in me that they have not known before. There are deep treasures that are going to be found in the secret place and in the place of soaking. I'm talking about soaking in the spirit. There is such a depth of oneness with me that is found in the lingering. You know, there's no better place to be than in the presence of the Lord. Amen? Amen. It is such a deep place of healing, restoration, and rest that is found in the lingering place with me. As you linger and soak in my presence, you will be saturated in my glory and my peace. You will be saturated in my Shekinah glory. Now, if you're not familiar with that word, the Shekinah glory is a Hebrew term for the glory of God that accompanied the Israelites when they came out of Egypt and were going towards the promised land. You remember the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of cloud uh, of fire by night. Amen? Okay. That glory that appeared... In the temple, when the temple of Solomon was dedicated, it says that the priest could not stand because of the glory. It's that cloud of God's presence. So I'll read that again. As you linger and soak in my presence, you'll be saturated in my glory and my peace. You'll be saturated in my Shekinah glory in a way you have never known before. The waterfall of my oil is flowing and bringing such deep healing and restoration. Double vision and single focus is the next topic. I saw his oil flowing upon eyes. I saw double vision being healed. As I was watching this take place, the Lord said, single focus, where the effects of being in such pressurized season have caused double vision, doubt, and double-mindedness. The tangible presence of God and his oil are bringing deep healing and realignment. That's something we've been praying about here in the ministry for a long time. Alignment, divine order. Amen? Amen? I could hear the sound of repentance and realignment resounding loudly. There is a single focus that the Lord is bringing. A single focus upon Jesus and upon what he is speaking, what, is he re- what he is revealing. Uh, remind me to go back to this. Last Friday night, how many of you were here? Okay. You might remember that Margie at one point said something that made you ever hear somebody say something and you go, hmm. She said, be sensitive to the season that you're in of who you're supposed to be focusing on. Now, listen to me closely because you could easily misinterpret what I'm going to say that she said. She said, if this is the season where you're supposed to pay more attention to God the Father, then focus on God the Father. If this is a season where you're supposed to focus on Jesus, then focus on Jesus. If it is a season that you're supposed to stay connected and focus on the Holy Spirit, that now if you're not careful, you'll think there's three different gods. It's not. He is one God. Deuteronomy 6. Hero Israel. The Lord our God is one. Amen? Amen. Amen. The Lord our God is one. Amen? Three manifestations. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And I thought to myself, for myself personally, I understand now what she's saying. Because very recently, in the past month or so, I felt this pull and this tug to pay more attention to Jesus. Yet, you've heard me say this many times from the pulpit over the past number of years, this is the age of the Holy Ghost here on the earth. Yep. We're supposed to be connected to the Holy Ghost, but we also need to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. So what does that look like, Pastor? What does it look like for me to pay, pay more attention to Jesus than the Father or the Holy Ghost? Well, I would say study the Gospels. 
Study the Gospels. You'll see things in the Gospels when, you're, when it's a season that you're supposed to be paying attention to Jesus and being focused more on Jesus. Then don't go read the Old Testament. Be sensitive to the leading of God. Why? There's obviously something. This weekend's message that's coming up is a result of me paying attention and spending time, more time in the Gospels than I, than I have in a little while. Amen? Amen. So you're going to be here Sunday? Yes. Or Saturday night? Saturday. Okay, good. All right, where was I? There is a single focus that the Lord is bringing, a single focus upon Jesus and upon what he is speaking, what he's revealing. There will no longer be questions asking, am I hearing right? I'm not even going to ask for a show of hands. <laughs> have I discerned my season correctly? Many who have been in the deep place of torment and confusion and the lingering, lingering effects of a very long pressurized season, the Lord is removing it all and he is bringing a fresh perspective. If you feel like, if you perceive that you've been in a long season of pressure, stress, busyness, and that has brought torment to you, I, I charge you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to receive this and to declare yourself, I am coming out of that season of torment. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ has delivered me out of that season of torment. Amen? See, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't declare it, the enemy will keep bringing it. I'll say it again. If you don't declare it for yourself, the enemy will keep bringing it. Why? Because you're the highest level of authority in your life. Listen, your mountain's got to hear your voice. Is this helping anybody tonight? This mighty fresh wind that's blowing is revealing things he is not breathing upon in this hour. I'm going to say that again. This mighty fresh wind that's blowing is revealing the things he is not breathing upon in this hour. There are some things in our lives we got to go, okay, this season's done. Yeah, but I like this. It feels good. He's not breathing on it. Now, I can't tell you what it is for you. I can, tell, I can tell what it is for me. But you have to know. You've got to have discernment. You've got to be able to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit to know. Okay? And it is increasing those, and he is increasing those things that he is breathing upon. I saw the fresh wind. Are we going to be led by the Spirit of God? Okay, then we need to understand this principle about the Spirit of God, which I learned 2002, 2003? No, I'm sorry. It even goes back even further than that. You and I went to go visit somebody in the hospital in the middle of the night who had a stroke. You remember? We were walking down the aisle towards that room, and I stopped you before we walked in. And I said, Joe, listen, the Holy Ghost just told me. This guy's not coming out of it. So we're going to pray for his transition. We're not going to pray for, for him to rise up. The Holy Spirit just told me. He's not coming out of it. Remember that? Because we could have went in there. No, praise God. We're going to pray. We're going to raise him. Uh, no, you, you can't go against God's will. Amen. The Holy Ghost knows the timing. See, here's the difficulty we have. We believe, you believe the Holy Spirit speaks to us, right? Yes, yes or no? Yes. Do you believe what Jesus said that the Holy Ghost will show us things to come? Yes. Why do we assume that there are always going to be good things? 
The Holy Ghost was trying to tell Paul not to go certain places. Told him, when you go to Jerusalem, you're going to find yourself bound. Told him. Now, was that something good? No. Because he ends up in prison for a few years. Ends up then in Rome. But did the Holy Ghost speak to him? Yes. For what reason? Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. You listening to me? Don't fall into that trap to think that the Holy Ghost is only going to show you good things. He shows us what we need to know for what's coming up ahead. I've learned to pray that prayer many, many years now. Father, prepare me for that which is prepared for me. You listening to me? Are you getting this? Young people, you save yourself a lot of aggravation if you realize this. Okay, listen to them. Listen to them. All right, where was I? This mighty fresh wind that is blowing is revealing things he is not breathing upon in this hour. In this hour. It doesn't mean he wasn't breathing on it at, at some point. He's not breathing on it now. Amen? Amen? And it is increasing those things that he is breathing upon. I saw the fresh wind blowing upon perspective. Now, what's perspective? Perspective is the way we see things. And, you know, there's a saying, perspective is reality. You know, yeah, because whoever see, if you're seeing something, is very real to you. Now, until you receive information that shows to the contrary of what you're seeing, your perspective is going to be tied to that thing. But it's saying here by the Holy Ghost that a fresh wind is blowing upon perspective. That means we should expect to see our perspectives change about certain things. Maybe about relationships. Maybe about our relationship with the Lord. Maybe about how we see certain doctrines in the scriptures that maybe we've been influenced by somebody that didn't have or didn't see or didn't receive revelation of the truth. As you linger with him, talking about the Holy Ghost, he is increasing, I'm sorry, talking about Jesus, he is increasing clarity and revelation with his perspective. Father, open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my understanding. Amen? Amen. You are moving into the clearing, but he is also extending your vision supernaturally to see further than you have ever seen. Again, this is her speaking. Recently, I had a vision where I saw the hand of the Lord coming down upon many, and his hand was huge, and she has huge, capitalized. And the magnitude of it spoke to me so loudly of all his power. And he said, in one fell swoop, I am dealing with it all. I watched as his hand swept across the lives of those who felt stuck. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I know there's many individuals right now that feels stuck. Where am I? Yeah, I'm well fell swoop. I watch as his hand swept. Here it is. I watch as his hand swept. The print is very tiny. I watched as his hand swept across the lives of those who felt stuck, who felt like they had almost been taken out by the pressure of seasons past, even the pressure of the current season. They were those who had felt like they had been stuck so deeply by burnout, grief, pain, and all the negative effects of what they had walked through. These past couple of years have taken a toll on many people. 
as his hand moved ferociously over their lives, it was all cleared away in a moment. It was all healed in a moment. It was miraculous deliverance. Father, we take that in the name of Jesus. The power of God that was demonstrated and manifested in that one swoop of his hand lifted them up out of the negative effects of what they had walked through, positioning them. Remember, we talked about realignment. Positioning them in a higher place. I knew so many for so long had been feeling like they would never come out from all the effects of such a long, hard season. But in one move of his hand, there was miraculous restoration, healing, and repositioning. That's an important word there. Repositioning. It was happening quickly and suddenly. There was a breakthrough and a beginning again, actioned only by his hand. And I believe that is talking about fresh starts. How many could use a fresh start right now? I also saw the hand of the Lord reaching into many people's pasts. This one's important too. There were things they had endured and walked through in the past that they felt were still majorly hindering them. And with one swoop of his hand, the Lord dealt with them. Miraculous deliverance in this hour. Sudden miraculous deliverance is weightier than ever felt it before. Psalm 139, verse 5. You have gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me, this is good, from the harm of my past. You have laid your hand on me. How many, how many of you have things in your past that could harm you today? Psalm 139, verse 5. I believe this is TPT, I think, is the Passion Translation. Next topic, fresh anointings. I saw many who had been in this place of heavy pressure, feeling like they had been winded and lost their breath. Not only was this mighty rushing wind bringing them into a place of restoration, empowerment, deep encounter, and a fresh second wind, a place where they could breathe again, but I saw Jesus release fresh anointings upon them. Fresh anointings upon them. Hallelujah. So not only will you breathe again in a place of such deep encounter, life found in Christ, restoration, peace, clarity, and healing, but you will receive fresh anointings from him. Amen. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about this. Fresh anointings from him, which is releasing so you can walk with him in new ways. New and fresh ways of partnering and co-laboring with him. There is such freedom found in the secret place as we encounter him in this hour. He's calling us deeper into a place of knowing him and beholding his beauty. Nothing is more important than seeking him, knowing him, having intimacy with him. I know this, this, this word, uh, truthfully, to be honest with you, I don't think the Holy Ghost would have had me deliver this on the weekend. And I'll tell you why. On the weekend... Many of us come to church or go to church because it's the thing to do. 
I got to go. If I don't go, my week next week is going to be bad. Like Job, offering up sacrifices in case his children curse God. Offering sacrifices out of fear, not out of faith. But on a Wednesday night, it's usually the hungry ones that come out. You just miss Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? God responds to hunger. There is such a freedom found in the secret place as we encounter him in this hour. He is calling us deeper into the place of knowing him, beholding him, beholding his beauty. Nothing is more important than seeking him, knowing him, and having intimacy with him. I saw the mighty rushing wind in the secret place, and I heard these words thundering. You must prioritize the secret place. I knew this meant that there was a letting go of things which is happening in this hour to make greater room and priority for the secret place. Amen. Uncluttering. There is a changing of pace for many. They were pulling back and doing less because the wooing from his heart to encounter and soak in his presence was stronger than ever. I pray in the name of Jesus that many of us again start responding in the middle of the night to that voice. That when you wake up and you, I can't sleep, I can't sleep, you're not sleeping, not because the devil's tormenting you, because the Holy Ghost woke you up to try to tell you something. Amen. So don't get up and go to the refrigerator. <laughs> don't get up and go to the computer. Don't get up and go to the TV, the phone. Go to the throne. Don't go to the phone. Go to the throne. That's a good one. I want to read this again because I don't, know that it, I don't know that you took it the way, I don't know. I know this meant that there was a letting go of things which is happening in this hour to make greater room and priority for the secret place. It was a changing of pace for many. They were pulling back and doing less because the wooing from his heart to encounter and soak in his presence was stronger than ever. As they obeyed the Lord and changed their pace and realigned and reestablished their priorities, they caught the mighty rushing wind that was blowing in the secret place. I saw them taken up into heavenly encounters, carried up, God bless you, carried up on the call of the Lord saying, come up here. Revelation chapter 3. Right? The level of encounters with Jesus and the revelation he was releasing to them. What is it? 4-1. Now you're right, 4-1. 3 is still the letters. The level of encounters with Jesus and the revelation was releasing to them in this hour reminded me of the encounters that John had on the island of Patmos. There you go. Revelation 4.1, it's right here. I didn't even say it because I, I purposely didn't want to read too much of this beforehand. After this, I looked, and there in heaven was an open door, and the first voice that I had heard speaking to me like the trumpet said, so it's a voice of Jesus, come up here, and I will show you what, what may, must take place after this. The heavenly encounters and the throne room encounters that we are entering into in this hour, where we shall behold his beauty and majesty are, are like nothing we have ever experienced. We must linger. We must wait upon him. We must follow his pace. We must prioritize the secret place. 
I will add, this is not a time to get busy with natural things. This is not a time to clutter your life. This is not a time for those of us that are older to say, I don't know how much longer I got, so I got to jam everything in now. Or for those that are younger to say, I got to get a head start. Follow the flow and the pace of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And can I say, can I say this too? Don't follow after money. Money follows us. As we follow the Holy Ghost and do what he says to do, money follows us. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, go read it. And these blessings shall overtake us. There is a mighty fresh wind blowing. Let's lean in. This is the year to be saturated in his glory, to be caught up in the deeper revelation of the beauty of Jesus. I think it's clear. It's time for us to pay attention to him again. And the revelation and the realities of heaven and being in him. His majesty revealed. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I believe it was obedient to your leading. Now, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name for the impartations that we were to receive tonight. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that it would be imparted to each and every single one of us, or Lord, myself included, what we were supposed to get from this word of prophecy. Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit to reveal to us that even as Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus, that you would grant unto us, each one of us here now, those that might be listening in the future, Father, that you would reveal unto us Grant unto us, manifest unto us that spirit of wisdom and revelation of God. Father, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, flooded with light, Father, illuminated, that we would know what the hope of your calling is. Father, in your mercy, in your goodness, your faithfulness, Father, when we start to drift, Lord, pull us back. You're our great shepherd. Use that, use that staff and pull us back. Don't let us wander away out of your presence, Lord. Don't let us get caught up in things. Oh, look, the grass over there looks great. No, Father, cause us to stay on track with you. Draw our hearts to you, Father, more and more in intimacy. Draw our hearts to you, Father God. Holy Ghost, awaken us. Shake us. That we would not miss not one word of anything that you have to say to us. Or not one word impartation of your grace that you desire to impart in our spirits, God. I pray, Father God, that in the days and the weeks to come, many in this room will point back to tonight and say, that's when I received this gift and that's when I received that healing or that's when I received that direction or that's when I received that revelation or that's when I received that experience with the Holy Ghost. And Lord, I pray that you would continue, God, to speak to your people. Lord, through the word, by your spirit confirming the word, Father, we receive by faith all that you've had for us tonight. We don't, we don't understand how it's all going to manifest, God. But Lord God, I pray 
that there would even be those that have not yet experienced that baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, God, by which you said that we would pray out divine mysteries, Father. According to your word, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Father. For he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks unto God and not unto man. How be it? In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Father, you desire for us to know the things that are on your heart. Lord, speak to our hearts. Draw our hearts. Help us, Father, to declutter our lives. That we would dedicate and sanctify time unto you. Father, we receive this by faith tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I don't want anybody to leave here confused at all tonight or anything. I know this is very different. In 26 years of pastoring, I've never done this. If you have a question about anything, I don't want you leaving here confused. If you want to see me after we're dismissed, please come. I know that there are some of you, not because I'm the one that spoke this, but I know as I was reading this, I knew there were certain individuals here tonight that were going to receive comfort, that were going to be edified, and that were going to be encouraged because that's what the Word of God tells us about prophecy. I pray in Jesus' name that if you have not yet developed a close relationship with the Holy Spirit, I pray that it would start tonight. He is our best friend here on earth. He is the voice of Jesus to the church. He's the administrator of the church. He's the one who receives direction from Jesus and brings it to us. You've got to get to know him. He's the one who came to live inside you when you said, Jesus, come into my heart. Amen? Amen. If anybody needs prayer for anything, if you have a question, come on up. If not, God bless you.